Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you all so much for dropping in today. This is a new series, series six, that we will be dropping in with. Series five was a little heavy. We talked about the shoulder season blues, and this will be more, more, more fun. We, uh, I spent the last 20 years of my life living out of a bag, living on the road, traveling, and I wanted to share some stories with other athletes and hear their stories about traveling on the road, because I know we have some really funny stories out there. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode 50. If you can believe it, we're 50 episodes deep today. Let me introduce the guest that we will be dropping in with. Now, do you remember the first sport that you tried or at least stories of your friends and family telling you about when you first put on your first pair of skates or you were kicking the ball around? Well, our next guest put on skates, but they were speed skates at the age of four. Now, that was super interesting to me. If you haven't had the pleasure of trying these skates on, I can tell you it's not easy. I have tried it. We'll show some photos later. Growing up in Calgary, this guest put on these skates, speed skates, and it paid off. 20 years later, sorry, at 20 years young, she competed at the Vancouver 2010 Winter Olympics in the women's speed skating 500 meter competition. Now, we'll be chatting about all the travels and in between the four years of the Olympics because not only did she compete at one Olympics, she participated in two Winter Olympics, including the Sochi 2014 Winter Olympics, again, in women's lawn track for 500 meters. Our guest attended the University of Calgary studying communications and culture, and she has done extensive work in the LGBTQ community to combat homophobia in sport. In April 2017, our guest retired from speed skating after a serious knee injury, and she is now the voice behind Player's Own Voice, a CBC podcast with 100 episodes for you to listen to right now. This daughter, friend, host, sports analyst, almost wife, and two-time Olympian has traveled a lot. Let me introduce Anastasia Busis. Oh, oh, I'm getting all choked up. <laughs> well, you did I, it all. I love Mercedes Nickel. No, <laughs> my gosh. It's such a such a pleasure to be uh, joining you here, my friend. Oh, my gosh. I Now, you did just send me some photos, so I want to pop up. Um, how old are you here? Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. I think I was uh, maybe six, maybe seven. Yeah, Amazing. look at that haircut, eh? I didn't realize or I didn't accept that I was gay until I was 20. And, you know, photos like that, I probably should have caught on a little <laughs> earlier. But uh, I think that. we all had short hair at that time. Yeah, I know. That. I, I kind of actually, like, miss the short hair. I, I barely brush it now in the pandemic. No, I think everyone's in the same boat. Uh, <laughs> if you wanted to look at the back of my hair, we won't go there. Uh <laughs> Okay, Anastasia, on dropping in, I do a rapid fire 10 questions that you have not seen yet okay. to let the listeners kind of get to know you a little bit more. Are you frozen? Are you ready? I, are you frozen? I thought you were frozen. I was trying to be cool about it. You know, <laughs> We're living in this no. Zoom world. <laughs> I know, this Zoom world. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, number one, 
What is the one thing you traveled with that is a must-have for your sport? Uh, speed skating sharpening tools. We sharpen our own skates. What does that consist of? Uh, great question. Um, you have a little jig that's all made out of like titanium metal. You put your skates in, your blades are facing the ceiling, and then you have uh, what you call a stone, which is... I. I don't even know graphite. I I just said that to sound smart. I don't know what's made of. And then you sharpen your own skates. And I would do nine, uh, nine sharpens this way, nine sharpens that way. If you really want to get technical, no one's asked me that question ever. <laughs> well, I don't know what it looks like, so thank you for explaining. I appreciate it's, it. It's a little bit like a mad science, like mad science project. Yeah. If you don't know yeah. what you're watching, it's it's kind of unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild. That's cool. Yeah. Um, number two. Who is the most high profile contact in your phone right now? Oh dear. Um, <laughs> uh, she's an easy one. So probably Tessa Virtue. Ah, figure skating. Yeah. Do they sharpen their own skates? Probably. No, not. they well, they don't. They they go to the like same person, but yeah. I, I think it's still in a, a like, I don't know, some sort of contraption, some sort of machine, whereas we do it all ourselves three times a week usually. Yeah, I get it. Figure skating versus <laughs> speed skating. Totally get it. Okay. Number three, what is the top song or playlist that you are listening to right now? Oh, I'm a sucker for old music. So this isn't even fun. I I, I heard, um, I think it was a song by Baby the other okay. day and I was like who is this Drake and I was with a friend that was like 20 and she called me a boomer I was really offended I'm like oh I've lost it uh I like Fleetwood Mac Fleetwood Mac Stevie Nicks yeah. those are go-tos nice. I just watched the Beatles documentary so we're listening oh. to a lot of Beatles yeah if you haven't awesome. watched it if you haven't watched it yet watch nice, if you nice. haven't watched it is that that's if not even proper English it. if you haven't I feel seen like that's it. right God, I'm really, this is not rapid brown. Sorry, my friend. No, no, no. Don't worry. It's never rapid. Our listeners know that. <laughs> uh, number four, if you could go back, would you rather stay in the Winter Olympics or do Summer Olympics? Winter. I. But it's funny that we talk about figure skating. I wanted to be a figure skater growing up. And I'm 5'10", and my parents were like, honey, you're going to be way too tall for that sport. And so that's why they that's why they put me in speed skating. So I would have loved to have been a figure skater. I love the artistry and the athleticism of it. But uh, no, I'll stay with winter. Thank you very much. Did you know that I grew up figure skating? I didn't know that. When did I you had start? The, um, when I moved to Whistler, I did it for a couple years. But I had the same figure skating coach as Patrick Chan. And Patrick was so funny. You could have been Patrick Chan 2.0. <laughs> no, it was so funny. Patrick, we were um, we were in, at the Richmond Oval, and he was like, wait, we had the same coach? We, why didn't we see each other? I'm like, oh, honey, I'm older than you. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes. I've gone to one more <laughs> Olympics before you came to the Olympics. <laughs> it was oh, awesome. It was so that's, sweet. That's so lovely, though. The world is so small. The world is small. It really is. Uh, okay, number five. If you were invisible, what's the first thing that you would do? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. I'd probably go to, like, the Oscars or something. I'd want to oh. see something that's, like, a really big event and kind of just be a fly on the wall. But that's, voyeur that's voyeuristic, and I'm not trying to sound creepy. But, yeah, that's where my brain goes to. 
I'd love to go to something that like, certainly I, I perhaps and probably will never be invited to, even though winning an yet. Oscar was yet. my dream growing up. Keyword yet. Yes. Yet. yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. my, the first thing that came to my mind, I was like, well, I think I would rob a bank. I don't It kind of came to my mind too. I know. I'm not like, I no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but just I, like a knee jerk. You're like, okay, that's like this, in, I guess. Yeah. It's like ingrained in our heads. Like, yeah. Invisible. Rob yeah. a bank. We, go. We got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, number six this is probably a quick one for you. Big city or small town? I'm a big city girl. I love the small town, but underneath it all, I'm, I am a city person. And you're in Toronto right now? I am. My parents have a have a farm, though. I mean, I grew up in Calgary. They still have their house in downtown Calgary. But um, my parents do have a farm just outside of Saskatoon. So I love I love a small town. But I yeah. think underneath that all boil me down. I'm a big city person. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Number seven. What's the biggest risk that you have taken? Moving to Toronto. I retired. And it's funny because you say, oh, two Olympic Games. I was really hoping to compete in Pyeongchang. Um, but you know, the, it just wasn't in the books. And, uh, I, I got the job from CBC and I uprooted and moved within about 10 days. I just left my condo. I, my cat is with my neighbor. I had to say goodbye to my roommate at the time, Paige Lawrence, who's one of my best friends. And I just, I said, I have to do it because I'd regret it if, if I didn't take a chance on myself. I remember that. I remember that. And, uh, and being like, oh, she is doing it. She is all in. And I respect that so much. It's awesome. Thanks. I, I'm really <laughs> proud of it, to be honest. So well, it's brought you amazing things. You worked your jitskis yeah. off. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Number eight, after retirement from speed skating and the Olympics, um, has your view changed um, about the Olympics? Um, yes and no. Uh, I believe in the power of sport and there's nothing better than competing. I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I love a good race. There's nothing better than racing. I love speed skating, right? I, it's, it's one of the loves of my life. It's given me absolutely everything that I could ever dream of. And so, um, I mean, with hindsight being 2020, right. You think, Oh, I could have done this or I could have done that, or I hope that changes in the future, but Fundamentally, I'm a pretty, uh, I'm a pretty grateful person for uh, skating around in a circle for as long as I did. <laughs> and now that like this, I'm just adding to this one question. Like now that you interview all the athletes, is yeah. that is that weird? Or do you think that gives you like a leg up to be like, I know where you're at, like. I'm going to ask these other questions other than how does it feel? <laughs> yeah. How does it feel? Oh, I've still asked that question though. Don't worry. It's easy to ask that question. <laughs> it is easy um, to ask that question. <laughs> it, it gives me a leg up, but sometimes it is an awkward or like uncomfortable position because I also respect people's, I, I hope I respect people's boundaries and I respect silence, right? Like to get such visceral feedback from sport, it's, it's so unique. And so I do find it awkward at times to talk to someone right after they've competed because win, lose, draw, sometimes the best thing you can do is actually give them space. So yeah. I always try and be very respectful with that. And so that's the only time that I think, Ooh, like this is a bit awkward. Cause yeah. Um, yeah, like there's nothing worse after having gone down the pipe or, you know, skated a race and, and someone goes, Hey, good job. And you're like, yeah. what? That was terrible. Like what? Right. I really respect the boundaries. So that's the only time yeah. that I ever feel a little bit awkward. I think the best advice I got was do not talk. Like 
right after your run, you don't have to go through the media yeah. scrim. You can take a second. And I remember in Pyeongchang, I took more than a second. I was like, I am not ready to talk to anyone. I'm very upset, yet happy, yet upset. <laughs> yeah. All the emotions, yeah. the roller coaster. Yeah. Okay, number nine. What is the best way to travel? <laughs> Luxuriously. <laughs> <laughs> First class, <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> uh, light. I like to travel light, to be honest. Um, oh, nice. I'm like... It, you know, I'm just getting on a plane to Beijing and it's going to take me probably 25 minutes to pack. Boom, boom, boom. I, I don't know if that's good you. advice, but that is my advice. Yeah, I've, I've always been you. very light. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Uh, last question of the 10. What are your top three places to travel? I love Costa Rica. Um, mm. My best friend, Kaylin Irvin, uh, who's also a speed skater, has uh, a lovely place about 30 minutes south of uh, Tamarindo paradise i love thailand and my favorite city in the world is berlin so germany has a real soft spot in my heart as well as as do the netherlands right like that's the mecca of speed skating so there's a lot of respect and love there as well but so uh, cool is is this like would you have gone speed skating there yeah and berlin there berlin and Berlin, like, it's just so fascinating with the history of that, obviously, the country and the city. It's like the culture is so, so viscerally different. And so um, it, it's just so forward. It's it's like they're a decade ahead of us. Uh, that's what, right. how I've always felt visiting Berlin. I love it. Ah, oh, so cool. So, Go. yeah. Thank you for doing the rapid fire. Never easy, but always fun for me. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was rapid because we've been talking for it's like never. 13 minutes. Sorry. It's never <laughs> rapid. Don't worry. It's never rapid. But then everyone gets to know you a little bit more. And like, I didn't know that you go to Berlin a bunch. Where are some other places that like you have probably the most memorable, memorable memories from um, when you were traveling? So we skate in um, Holland in, uh, or just outside a little um, city called Herendane. And so that has always been, you know, a huge, huge part of my speed skating life and memories. Mm. Um, I can't wait to go and revisit. But, uh, the Dutch just love skating, right? So you walk, you walk down the street and I remember being a rookie and they didn't even know who I was, but there was just such a respect of, oh, you're, you know, you're a Canadian schatz or you're a Canadian skater, like, you know, yeah. uh, success, good luck. And they cheer for everyone. Of course, there's a, there's a few more cheers for the Dutch, which is normal, but they <laughs> truly like they're, they're fantastic friends, right? The sea of orange, there's just no atmosphere like it. Um, then when you, when you skate in Heronbane, I also love a little place called Insel, Germany. And it's literally like the sound of music, like, oh, cool, like absolute Julie Andrews flying around, like, you know, singing to the dandelions. That is where we skated. And so that also has a has a real soft spot in my heart. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast for Kids Flashback. 4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. 
I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. When you're on the road, how many, is it like the whole national team together or is it women and men? Are you split up? How does that work? Everyone's together. Um, A lot of board games. I am an only child. And so I never gravitated towards board games. I'm like, (laughs) no, I'm very social, but like, I I would just rather have a cup of tea or now that I am not speed skating, I'd rather just have a beer with you and talk. So I never really got roped into the Settlers of Catan groups, but they did exist. Oh, I didn't know that that was like a, every team did that. We did that too. Oh yeah. When that was like the (laughs) hottest, when that was the hot game, it was like collecting wood or coal or what. I don't (laughs) even know. I, I don't know. I just rather have a conversation. I love it. Okay. So in the snowboard world, we, well, I mean, I feel like the winter athlete world, we, we train hard, we compete hard. Um, snowboarders, we, we party hard, I would say. Um, would you, is that consistent with speed skating as well? No, no, No. I wish like, I mean, that's my, with hindsight. Yeah. I I wish I would have stopped and smelled the roses a little bit more, but, uh, I mean, yes, of course you work hard and then you party hard when there's like a world championships or, you know, yeah. at the end of the season, of course. But yeah, this, the circuit is, is a grind to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like you're racing, you know, three, four five times a weekend at times. Yeah. And like speed skating is a really aerobic and lactate heavy sport. Like physiologically, it's like, I would be over a garbage can at least twice a week. Like you get sick. It's so difficult and so taxing. So after a big weekend of racing, you kind of just want to like go to bed and cry (laughs) yourself to sleep because your nervous system is so fried. But, um, you know, again, hindsight being 2020, some of my greatest memories are from, from the parties. And yeah, the the after. And it's always like after like a big event, you know, like it's not after every event that you're just like the snowboarders like no, partying. No, it was no. for sure, like you said, like world championships, Olympics. I mean, the 2010 games were really fun <laughs> once we were done. 2010 is like, that was one of the greatest times of my life. I was also going through a little bit of a rough time because I was really in the closet and like struggling with that. But that is one of the regrets, to be honest, is that I didn't lean into the party scene enough in Vancouver. Mm. Like now that I'm 32 and it's all over and said, I'm like, it's, you know, all over and done. I'm like, why didn't I just like be the rock star that people were treating us like? It was, <laughs> it was such a, such a amazing experience to be a Canadian athlete and compete in Canada. Like I will forever be grateful for that. Yeah. It's so I thought that was only going to be like once in a lifetime, but then the, the 2026 bid came in and mm. now like, there's another bid potentially coming in. I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> but then again, it was what, like, how long ago? What, 20, like 12, 11, 12 years 12 ago? 12 years now. ago. Is that not bonkers? It is bonkers. It totally is bonkers. It's um, so okay. weird. Who was your, like, favorite person to be on the road traveling with? Did you have roommates? Because I know I always had a roommate that I, yeah. like, I don't know how they didn't get sick of me. They probably did. <laughs> 
I, I think everyone gets sick of each other. It's, it's honestly so difficult to describe just how much of a family teammates are. It's yeah. it true. Like I have had teammates that I haven't talked to for, oh my gosh, three, four years. And I know yeah. that if they would call me up, it, it's, it's truly like family. Like it's like this individual's a brother or sister to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. What was the question? I can't even remember. I just, Oh, like on. who was your roommate? Did you have the oh, same roommate? Easy peasy. That's my best friend, Kaylin, Kaylin Irvin, oh. the one in Costa Rica. So, yes, um, yes. she's not physically there right now, but, uh, has the place in Costa Rica. So yeah, we, we were, very much competitive with each other um yeah. but just so much respect and she can make me laugh like no one else in the world so uh that. we're very different she's quite a bit more analytical and logical than I am and very like technically driven and I was mm -hmm. more heart forward um so we balance each other out too she's made my life so much better I, I really cannot say enough about her Amazing. Do you have any like one story from on the road that sticks out in your head? Like personally, I have, I was looking through some old photos of mine and I was like, what is this video? And it makes me laugh every time I'm in Walmart wearing sunglasses, trying to find my teammates and trying to also deliver a rap while I'm walking like a rap song. And then I trip over something <laughs> and I like almost eat shit in a Walmart just looking like a goof that that's like perfect kind of like tops up it kind of gives you an understanding of like where we're at like we were rap battling videos sending them back and forth <laughs> like do you have any <laughs> random stories oh like that from on the road yeah oh there's so many and and I know we were just talking about Kaylin but honestly one of the highlights of my career <laughs> the 2011 world championships were in Insel, the city that I had described as like, yeah. you know, Maria Sounds from Sound of Music. Um, and it's in Bavaria. And so the, the big uh, party after world championships, it was almost just like a wedding. Like it was in a beer hall, all the Germans dressed up in traditional Bavarian clothing, like huge beer steins, you know, like everything that you could imagine. It was 10 times better. It, it was like being at a wedding with all of your competitors and oh gosh, I, I just, it's one of the greatest memories I ever have. Cindy Clausen um, is also a dear friend and, and teammate and she's taught me so much. Um, we got a little peckish around, I don't even know. It must, it wasn't even that late. It was like one or maybe midnight, midnight, let's say midnight, mm -hmm. just for the mm -hmm. sake of this story. And Insel is a small enough city that they don't actually have hotels. You just live in like hostels. Um, okay. We got, we got a little hungry after this party and in our very innocent brains, we're like, well, we'll just, we'll just ask, you know, um, Frau Seidel, the house that we were staying in to make us some cake because she's a really good baker. Not thinking this poor, you know, 70 year old woman is absolutely asleep. And we woke her up and she yeah. couldn't make us any cake, but she got us some cake from the pantry. And it was just like one of the most lovely moments and silly moments. And Cindy and I talk about that all the time. Like we literally were like, Frau Seidel, please. Like, and she, and she just got us some chocolate cake. So bless her little you know. heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think about her all the time. I think about that lady all the time in that chocolate <laughs> cake and what we were thinking. Oh my God. So awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, so I want to pull up a couple pictures that you shared with us. And if you can just tell me the memory that, that comes to mind. Let's do it.
Oh, well, that's an easy one. Claire Hughes, uh, she was working for the media at that point. She was just such a mentor to me um, personally and professionally. She really she really helped me when I was struggling with my mental health. So mm -hmm. dear friend. And uh, yeah, she was with CBC at that point. That's at our team announcement in Sochi. And I had just come out, right? I had just publicly come out and there's so much media attention and I was just trying to find my footing. I hadn't been skating all that well. Um, that's a story from an, for another time, perhaps. But uh, yeah, she just really sat me down and kind of reminded me of the values that I celebrate and the meaning of life and the meaning of the Olympics. And she, uh, yeah, it just meant a lot. The, the conversations that we've had. She's yeah. a great human for sure. Yes. Okay, yeah. here's this one. Oh, little Patrick Chan. We already <laughs> talked about him. And I Jessica know. Gregg. Yeah, Jessica Gregg is uh, is a silver medalist in short track speed skating. Patrick Chan, of course, needs no introduction. So, Sarah, uh, excuse me, Jess and I um, competed and have known each other since we were four years old. So, got to grow up together. Yeah, she's from Edmonton. I'm from Calgary. So, Alberta girls. So and cool. uh, Patrick Chan is is one of the dearest people in my life. So, um, he's a dad again, now. You know, he's a dad. Little Oliver, such a cutie pie, so that baby. Cute. Yeah, so okay. Cute. And then you just said when you were younger, I just need to bring these up because that outfit, yeah. I'm telling you. This is funny. So if you bring that photo up again, I'm yeah, actually, yeah. I've, I've cropped it out. Like I'm actually sitting next to a big garbage can and my mom was like, just go sit. So that's Susan Ock, of course, okay. like legend. She's now the CEO of Speed Skating Canada, actually. And I was so dumb struck like I was so starstruck to to see Susan Ock and her, her team Canada jacket that yeah. I just like awkwardly like sat down and my mom kind of did this and I've shown oh, her nice. that yeah yeah a sneaky photo. photo and the how yeah, old I, were you there I don't get starstruck I, I don't know I was probably six or seven again like same haircut I think same same vintage but I, I, I don't I really don't get starstruck and yeah. And so it's so nice to like be reminded of the power that athletes have on children, because yeah. like, I really do have Susan and, and Katrina to thank and, and even Steve Armitage, right. His voice, like mm -hmm. that, that was what birthed my Olympic dream. So I owe it all to them. So cool. I mean, so many good stories. Um, Olympic journeys are so wild and unfortunately you got injured, but you've made a full blossoming career at CBC. I'm really proud of you. Um, do you want to just Thanks. give a little tidbit about Player's Own Voice? Because you have 100 episodes out. I'm tired. I can't believe it. 100 <laughs> episodes? My God, I'm getting sick of my own voice. Um, <laughs> no, thanks, Marissa. Yeah, it's, it's, I've, just, I've been so blessed with uh, my new career and whatnot. And I really do have speed skating to thank and friends like you to thank for it. So I'm doing something very similar. I'm not doing it as well as you are, though. Like, this was a great <laughs> conversation. It's just very human, human first, athlete second, candid conversations, right? It's because super fun. I think it's really easy. Uh, thank you. I hope it's fun. Um, but it's really easy just to get a little bit uh, caught up with the scoreboards. And I, I never have been one of those people. So I'm highly competitive, but I was always more interested in in other people's experiences and um yeah the human element of sport because i really do believe that uh the critics don't really count you know like <laughs> no. and so i want to hear your story i want to hear your like I i'm just really lucky to uh have a platform to connect with people 
very it's fulfilling. awesome. I know Olympic stories are so awesome. Like that's what I learned um, being in the RBC Olympian program was that everyone has a story. And we, when we were yeah. all together, I was just like, man, these stories are are so valuable to share with other people. And I love that too. I love hearing Olympian stories, but I also like to like bring the different sides to um, them in, in a short amount of time, which is, which is awesome. Um, I just wanted to, uh, for the guests that are watching, let them know that I did try on speed skates. You and look, you look good. Like well, you, I can tell that you look, <laughs> you look very comfortable. Well, you're super kind. You got stride. This is in St. Moritz. And I remember a bunch of the speed skaters being like, you got to go on that ice because yeah. it doesn't happen very often. And that's an outdoor um, bit where everything else is indoors. So I can't imagine speed skating racing on like the bumpy surface of outdoor ice. I've well, I this is this is a great question. I grew up in Calgary, so I'm a wimp, right? Like I had the Calgary Olympic Oval, the greatest ice facility in the world in my yeah. backyard. And so, but when, when you're a kid, you have to skate outdoors. So we'd be going to Regina and like minus 52. I skated in Whitehorse in the 2007 Canada Winter Games. It was minus 48. Like mm -hmm. I was, I was not cut out for that because I'm used to like 15 degrees, no wind, beauty conditions in Calgary. Yeah. So I am jealous that you got to skate in St. Moritz <laughs> because that is very rare and that might not happen again. Like truly, you're very lucky. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, yeah, but the the cold and the wind, I'm not joking. Like it, it's brutal. Like, I don't know. I think that's actually one of the struggles with long track is that um, if you don't live close to, you know, either Quebec mm -hmm. city or there's a, there's an oval up in uh, Fort St. John and BC or Calgary, mm -hmm. you're skating, you're skating outdoors in cold weather, like in a suit that's way more thin than a bathing suit. It's mm. totally something else. It's something else. And I, we didn't even touch on your outfits. Like even from the, when you put on the skates at four years old, were you in the, the full hooded navy no. white outfit? Okay. No, but I wanted one. I wanted one. Yeah. And uh, I know my parents were like, okay, we have, a, we have a very driven child. <laughs> um, yeah. It's sweatpants and a sweatshirt for the first year. But then, uh, then I got some spandex, I think spandex and then an actual skin suit. But uh, I, I just tried on a skin suit actually for the first time in a few years. And I was like, oh, how'd that oh go? God. It, my body has changed so much that I like, don't even recognize myself. Um, but still surprisingly, like I'm very comfortable in spandex. I don't know. I guess I've just trained myself. After, your whole after life, your whole years. life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously. Love I love it. Awesome. Uh, Anastasia, thank you so much for your time. I love your on the road stories and where you like to travel. Where can people find you online if they want to follow you for the rest of their lives? Oh, thank you. My gosh. Well, I don't know if anyone wants to follow me for the rest of their lives, but uh, I'm pretty easy to find. Anastasher is my Instagram and Twitter handle. It might even be my TikTok handle. I don't know how to work TikTok. I'm too old. Um, I made Anastasher up in like the seventh grade and it doesn't make much sense, but now I'm just too stubborn. I'm not going to change it. Is it I, I haven't changed my 403 number either. I'm like, I got to rep Calgary for forever. People keep calling me being like, where are you now? Are you still in Calgary? I'm like, no, I just don't change things. So you don't need to anymore. If you're looking, 
It's true. I know. Yeah. Does long distance rates even exist anymore? I don't think so. And if they God. do, just FaceTime. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Like, remember in, like, Skype. I remember that. Yeah. When I went to, like, having to, like, ask my parents for their credit card to put $15 on and then being like, the internet's going to steal our identity. Remember? That was yes, only a few no. short years I, ago. I know. I remember being in Japan and being like, oh, got a Skype to tell my parents I made it to Japan. Not yeah. that I really ever did that. I, like, barely told my parents I made it anywhere. <laughs> my poor parents. <laughs> poor parents. They're like, mm. she's in the contest. They probably were just looking yeah. at the results or something. Like, okay, she made it safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Anastasia, thank you so much for dropping in today. And uh, everyone, please listen over at CBC to Players Own Voice. And we will see you on TV in Beijing. I'm doing all the long track. I'm doing RBC Spotlight and I'm doing daily POV podcasts. So you might get sick of me, but uh, no, I'm bringing never. my best stuff. <laughs> never. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Merce. Thanks so much for dropping in today. You can find everything you want to know about dropping in with Mercedes at droppinginwithmercedes.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Thanks DJ Kenosis for the music and my mom for the intro voice. Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.